she popped up at the General Hospital. Is it called General Hospital? It is called General Hospital. Welcome back to Generally Not at a Hospital. This is the episode from Tuesday, April 28th. I'm Julia. I'm Claire. Let's just go. All right, so cold opens. Um, Nina and Jax at Crimson, we kind of skip a couple scenes and immediately um, Nina tells Jax that Nell, this is a game of telephone. Nina tells Jax that Nell told her that Willow told someone that Sasha cheated on Michael with Chase. And so she sent Nell away so Nell wouldn't immediately leak that information to the invader because Michael is Sonny's son, and that's a big deal in the local news, apparently. Apparently. The invader seems to be like um, like, a, like a forum for General Hospital fans. It's like Gossip Girl. Yes, exactly. It's only shit about the characters that we know and care about. Yes. Like, big news is that Michael Corinthos' girlfriend cheated on him. Apparently. This is a strange, strange universe. Um, then the next cold open is Alexis and Valentine, who are like, we have to stop meeting like this. And I'm like, how do you know each other? <laughs> have you ever met before? Um, it's a very, um, Alexis is very on the nose. She says, it looks like you've just lost your best friend. And Valentine says, she's better off without me. So very dramatic, but I'm really excited we get back to Valentine because since the big kind of about face, I've been just wanting to see what happens with, with him. Mm-hmm. And um, dramatic isn't exactly off-brand for him, so. That's true. Um, no one, no one is, everyone is dramatic except TJ is where I'm, <laughs> is where I'm landing. Um, so then I do, I, my brain just pivoted towards, okay, Liesl is Franco's only friend. Franco is Liesl's only friend. Britt Brit only has one friend. Charlotte, I think, is Valentine's only friend. Yeah, that may be true. Yeah, because the, the vibe with Alexis and Valentine isn't, like, super close friends. No, no. Yeah, not that many people really like Valentine. I don't know if anyone does. No. I mean, Alexis, later on in a later scene, Alexis gave me some light into, some insight into their relationship, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, I talked to you about. Um, next cold open is Lulu and Laura, and they're discussing Valentine, and of course Charlotte overhears. Mm-hmm. She's young, but she's learning the soap opera rules of eavesdropping and overhearing things. Yes. Um, <laughs> Brando and TJ are Your the good. Your favorites. Gar- Brando and TJ are so good. So they're at the garage. There's awkward tension. TJ's looking over the mechanic receipt for the car. <laughs> And seems very concerned and wait, something's wrong here. Dun dun dun. So I wrote Awkward tension between mechanic and client to soulmates, forty thousand words. <laughs> Based on that fanfiction meme that I find really funny. Cause I I a hundred percent ship Brando and TJ. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they're mutual love of horses, naturally. Yes. I'm so I'm all about it. Um we touch in touch base with the Davis sisters. Molly's like tells uh, repeats the same rambling long story about her car problems. And then it's like, yes, Brando, Brando Corbin, the mechanic. I find it so funny that Brando's like, yes, my customer, Molly Lansing Davis. And Molly uses his full name. Like, y'all are Rando hookups. Like, stop, stop it, stop it. Um, and then Sunny and Cyrus Renault are talking. Okay. 
this wasn't in the cold open, but the first real scene was kind of my favorite dynamic of the whole episode. Chase, like, surveys his empty apartment, flashes back to a date night with Willow, Finn shows up because it's his brother, which I did not put together for a long time. <laughs> um, so you told me, I think, or he maybe told the birthday party. Um, oh, I thought, I thought you meant during the scene of this episode, you had forgotten they were brothers. When Finn showed up, I remember. Okay, okay. It wasn't the most, like, relevant relationship to keep sure. in mind. But he showed up, I'm like, why are these two random people who've never interacted, oh, they're siblings. Okay. Um, I'm just laughing at Finn, and this is my through line the whole time. Finn shows up super aggressive towards Chase. Yeah. And my impression of Finn, remember, is lovey-dovey wedding planning with Anna. Lovey-dovey imagine our bright future. Protective. And then, like gleefully planning a birthday party for a five-year-old. So yeah. my impression of Finn is, like, he's in touch with his emotions. He, like, he's just this open, carefree. He's he's kind of like TJ. It's my vibe of him. He's just open and carefree and, and loves people and loves life. And I'm getting the sense that's not true. No. <laughs> because no. he just barges in. He's like, you're not your usual fucking annoying, upbeat self. <laughs> And so I'm like, oh, is Chan- is Finn typically morose when he's not planning birthday parties for children? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This newfound daughter and this, like, happy, healthy relationship with Anna is very new and different for him. I've, I've, I've fully misjudged him. <laughs> so that was kind of amazing. Um, because until the scene, I would have been like, oh, Finn and Chase, they're puppy dogs. Of course they'll get along. Okay. We'll come back to that delightful thread very soon. Yeah. Um, so Alexis and Valentine are talking, and, like, Valentine is confiding in her. Okay. He refers to his past as regrettable behavior on my part. I really enjoy how everyone mitigates these awful actions on the part of themselves and others. Yeah. Because he has regrettable behavior. Alexis says, you're certainly not perfect. But he ends it saying, I need to find the strength to walk away, and I won't look back. Yes. Yes, Valentine, I believe in you. I'm afraid he's going to change his mind. I don't know. Um, um, Jax and Nina discuss Michael and Sasha breaking up for way too long because um, they're not really invested. Um, Nina thinks that Sasha sucks, so she's kind <laughs> of like, okay, that makes sense. Um, I'm going to skip all my notes about Sunny and Cyrus Renault because... Who nothing cares? nothing happened. I'm just confused why they're pretending to why they're not just killing him. Like I know we've talked about how they don't do many mob like things, but he did full on try to murder multiple members of Sonny's family. So I don't know why they're even pretending to negotiate. Well, I'll I'll say this here because I'm fully skipping every other note I have because it's just like oh Sonny and Cyrus Renault. Say and do nothing. Yeah. Um, but at the very end, Sonny is like, don't worry, Jason. We'll let him get comfortable. And just when he thinks we're not watching him, that's when we'll take him out. Which is just Jordan's plan mm-hmm. that she's been talking about for six years. <laughs> so that's the plan, I guess. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. All right. It's like, whatever. Okay, back to Brando and TJ, though. <laughs> So there's this ominous music and TJ's like, something's not right. And I'm like, oh, maybe TJ can sense something. Maybe he's not this like sweet, amiable little, little puppy dog. 
But I don't know why I'm calling everyone puppy dogs this episode, but but TJ is concerned that they were undercharged. Yes. <laughs> He's like someone who, like, in a grocery store, the cashier forgets to check him out for something, so he drives eight miles back to where he went on vacation one weekend to return to pay for something like a stick of gum. Yes. So this was a classic soap misdirect with the ominous music and everything. When you know that there is an actual reason for tension, but one of the characters doesn't. And then they'll say something like that and the other character gets nervous and the music gets ominous. And then it's something really innocuous because it's too early for the secret to come out. So I knew that was going to be nothing. I know because TJ had nothing to go on. He was looking right. at like a mechanic, a receipt from a mechanic about a car. Right. But I was just like, what's happening? Um, I still like my theory from the last episode that he can hear the ominous music. Yes. So it clues him mm. into something. That would be great. Um, but then TJ says the same weird line that um, Sam, no, that Molly did. He's like, TJ to Brando is like, I'm just very happy that you didn't take advantage of her by doing unnecessary work. And Molly said the same thing. He went out of his way to not take advantage of me by overcharging me for this service I'm like maybe there's a maybe the better business bureau needs to get involved in Port Charles if everyone is like taking advantage of their client no I mean that's that's a stereotype about mechanics and, and female customers oh I've never driven or owned a car before <laughs> so that just seemed very like is this typical practice in Port Charles for all business owners to defraud their clients no no that's it's like a stereotype with mechanics um or garages and female clients who, like, don't have a, a man with them who, like, you know, because stereotypically women don't know as much about cars, so they'll, like, they'll do extra work or they'll upcharge them and... I guess I knew that stereotype for purchasing a car, but I... Was... Yeah, no, in, in general. That's a okay. Th that's that, a thing. That's fine. I thought it was just oh. a weird soap opera tick they all had. Gotcha. No, I, and then I think they're also trying to, like, be a little double entendre-y with it. They're like, oh, he, like, took advantage. That, like, didn't take advantage. That's what I mean when I said it was gross. Yeah. Um... And then at the end of that scene, TJ, like, Rando's like, how's your leg? I heard you were in the hospital. And TJ's like, wait, Molly had her accident before she knew I was hospitalized. He doesn't seem that concerned about it, but he figured out the timeline doesn't match up. Um, Lulu and Laura are talking about Charlotte and Valentine. Um, and again, he's a flawed man. He's not perfect. Cool. They seem to be... Talking in circles a little bit to me this episode. Yes. Like they had some really good conversations, I think, an episode or two ago, and this one felt like a little bit like they were treading water until they got the phone call from Nina. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, and kicks it into gear. They're really recapping, right, for the last couple episodes. Um, Alexis and Valentine are talking again. She's very concerned that he's abandoning his child. And I'm like, no, Alexis, don't convince him to not do that. But, um, and apparently they continually strike up conversations and she stopped him from hurling himself off a balcony. I'm guessing following Ava, potentially. I don't know. I actually, that was, you know, it, recent enough, obviously far enough back that we didn't see it, but recent enough that I didn't see it before I stopped watching. Right. Either way, he seems to spend a lot of time on balconies. Yes. Um, and things like that. So it was either after he threw Ava off or... Ooh, you know what? My guess... I'm going to guess that it was after finding out he's not really a cast time. Oh, okay. That's going to be my guess. Um, oh, so maybe she... Because she's involved in that storyline, which I realized. 
So maybe she went to find him or something. I don't know. I don't maybe. know. Um, and then he wants her to share what's on her mind, which I thought was very um, non-narcissistic of him <laughs> to see what's up with her. Um, and then he quotes Shakespeare. I don't know if we've had a Shakespeare quote. We've had a couple quotes that I've recognized. I don't know if they were Shakespeare, though. But he says, methinks the lady doth protest too much when she's like, everything's fine. So we have a Harry Potter. We have an Avengers a couple references floating around. Um, okay, so TJ and Brando are s- second only to Finn and Chase as my favorite storyline. So Chase gives him the whole spiel. It's like he's practicing the spiel for another audience member. Um, so he gives him the whole story about Willow's pregnancy scare and how he and Sh- Sasha confided in one another and got very close and then one thing led to another. And then I wrote, is Finn going to fall for this story? Chase is just trying out this really not great lie on different people. And then, yes, Finn, Willow and Michael didn't see through it. I'm glad someone did. So he immediately was like, that's bullshit. Um, All right, Nina and Jax are at Crimson talking, and Charlotte bursts in. Like, so how did she get from her house to Crimson with no one noticing? Who is watching this child? Where is Portia? (laughs) because <laughs> like the the best mom number one mom is not around so I think everyone's getting a little like like loose with their parenting skills or not even parenting skills just keeping an eye on their children I, I just am very concerned about that um, TJ and Brando again not a bad cover Brando because he did just speak to Molly mm-hmm. so he kind of like, I guess the best lies are mostly true so Correct. he told that lie and then he's like, yeah, I took care of Molly and gave her a special deal. So we need to, they need to all stop speaking, speaking like that. I hate it. Um, um, Lulu and Laura, they're worried about how to tell Charlotte Valentine's going away. How do we tell her? Not by going upstairs. She's gone. It takes them so long to realize she's gone. Um, um, Okay, so this is so funny. So Valentine has just kind of opened up to Alexis about he, what he's going through. And then, very big of him, takes a step back and is like, you look pretty upset. What are you going through? I also just took a seminar on active and empathetic listening. So, so he's on the right track, but then she says, you know, I made a mistake and now I might lose my law degree. And Valentine responds, oh, sorry, that must be tough, but it's not the end of the world. <laughs> Which is so funny. So he, like, asks how she's doing, listens, then immediately dismisses it. Yeah. So I thought that was very good. So he's making steps in his immediate immediate 180 and is, 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 he, is, he is not there yet. He attempted to recover because um, then she was like, well, it's a pretty big deal to me. And he said, well, you're more than the job. You're more than your job. And I was like, Aver, effort, maybe? That, it was... It was rough. He... He, it's like he knows what he's supposed to say, but he says what he thinks first or something. Yeah. Um, and then this clicked. We literally just talked about this in the last episode when you gave me some background about Alexis and her children. But um, I, it wasn't, I didn't connect it in the moment. But Alexis says something like, you know, I hated you when I thought we were related, but I like you a lot better now that we're not. And I'm like, right, you just explained to me Alexis is a Cassidine. Cassidine? And now Valentine is not. Right. So I forgot they had a whole history of thinking they were related their whole lives. Uh, no, no. 
Oh, no? Well, uh, yes, but Valentine hasn't been in town, so it's not been a very relevant connection. Okay. They've not spent a lot of time together or anything, but they did think that they were half-siblings. Right. And then because they don't share... He, she is Mikos, Cassidine's mm-hmm. daughter with someone else, mm-hmm. and he's Helena Cassidine's son with someone else. Correct. Okay. Um... So that's kind of an interesting dynamic. It seems like they've had some heart-to-hearts recently. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe since the fall from Greece of being a Cassidine or something. Um, Sometimes when they are sort of changing storylines around, changing couples around, they'll do sort of... We've talked about this a little bit in passing with like primetime shows, right? When they cast a new show, they'll they'll screen test actors together or chemistry test them together. Soap operas are are long running and different character combos. So they call it chemistry testing as well sometimes when they're sort of trying out characters and scenes together. It almost felt like they were chemistry testing Alexis and Valentine. Mm-hmm. Now they're not related. He's single. She's having issues with Neil. They were Alexis and Neil were kind of boring. Also, yeah, personally I don't really like them together anyway. So I would be potentially, I'm not going to commit to this, but I would be potentially interested in seeing Alexis and Valentine at least opposite each other, regardless of whether it's romantic. But they thought they were siblings until like three weeks ago. Yeah, but not for that long before that. Maybe a couple years. As adults who didn't get along or I'm still like, I'm still throwing up in my mouth just thinking about it. Like thinking you were siblings with someone for years and then like a couple weeks after you're not. I hate it. Okay. Okay. I'm not okay. It's just a possibility. Um, I I understand what you're saying. It's theoretically possible. It's theoretically possible. So I've right. done way weirder shit. Fair. All right. So Finn and Chase are talking again. I just love this dynamic so much because Finn again is just not who I thought he was. Yeah. He's like, he's like you. He's like, first of all, I don't believe this for a second. You would never do that. He doesn't, he's not even that nice about it. He's like, I'm not great with feelings and, oh, what's the other one? Emotions. <laughs> and I'm like, what's happening? And then he's like, come on, Chase, you're a walking Valentine's Day card with something stupid written on it. <laughs> and I just wrote, maybe I don't know him at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that. So that's amazing that he's just a t- totally different person, but also that he saw through it right away. It doesn't seem like he and Chase are that close. No. But he just has a, an immediate bullshit detector. Yeah. And can, like, figure that out and hold him accountable. It's very good. They're also half-siblings. They didn't grow up together. They... Oh, I, I could tell that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, th- and they have a pretty, uh, uh, I don't... They're they're interesting. They, that is very indicative of their normal dynamic. So it's it's pretty fun because Finn just has no patience. Um, I can tell that I'm pretty bored with Christina and Molly because my only note for their scene was Molly got up to continue the conversation and left her purse unattended on the table in a bar. <laughs> so that's that scene. Um, okay, and then Sam has left the bar. Mm-hmm. So and then has gone to the. Uh, mechanics the garage yep both of those words work whatever to go threaten brando and she's just like stay away from molly that night never happened blah 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 pretty effective threat and i'm like sam you know what the mobs mobsters do right you leave a horse head in his bed (laughs) 
It'll send the perfect message. <gasps> oh my god. It might put off Brando from horses forever. Or just then he'll leave Port Charles and go live on a horse farm or something. Yeah. Um, I, I, some people think that they're chemistry testing, speaking of, Sam and Brando, which based I on, hope is incorrect. Based on that scene where they had no chemistry, I mean, the threat was good, but yeah, I just made... Well, that's what's called chemistry testing. He's only had chemistry with TJ. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So I have a little bit of a problem with Jack's talking to Charlotte. It's the same thing as Alexis trying to convince Valentine not to ab- not to abandon his child. Okay. Sort of. Jax is like, Charlotte, I promise your dad loves you and would never leave you. Oh, I yeah. guarantee that he loves you eternally because of all this stuff. And I'm like, I see what you're doing, but don't make promises to children if you're not sure you can keep them. That is, like, my number one pet peeve about... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's th- just the worst. Like, even if it's something you think is so standard and universal, you don't know what's going on in her life. So don't don't make these epic promises to small children. Mm-hmm. And then also, don't make that promise because Valentine needs to leave her for her own good. Like, so I just had a problem with Jax just kind of, like, trying to give advice to this small child. He knows nothing of what's going on. Right. But, um, fine. Um, he has good intentions. I, I, right. Whatever. And then Valentine comes in, and he, uh, Charlotte's like, I, you don't love me anymore. We, we have, you know, something. And I just, I, okay, I officially love Valentine because he's so heartbroken that Charlotte thinks he doesn't love her anymore. And he gives her a hug, and he's like, but he says, I could never want to leave you. Good job. Good job. Because, like, I was like, okay, he's going to, like, scrap the whole plan and, like, fight for her and stay. But he's like... I never want to leave you. He's still going to do it. Mm-hmm. I hope. I do, sidebar, just really love how uh, Jax's daughter doesn't like Nina, and Nina's sort of ex-stepdaughter friend doesn't like Jax. Like, remember that scene where, like, Joss wouldn't even, like, speak to Nina? Yes, it was so good. And just eye-rolled her way out of the room? I just, I kind of live for that, like, oh, they're, like, trying to be so happy together, but these very important children in their lives are just like, fuck your relationship. Yeah. It's very funny. And I, I didn't even mention this, but it was very odd, too, when Charlotte burst in upset about her dad, um, and saying, I want, I want Papa and you to get back together. Nina was like, Nina didn't say things like, you know your dad and I aren't together anymore, we still care about each other, or, like, just because I'm not with your dad doesn't mean I don't care about you, or I know your dad... She's more in a position to say, I know your dad really cares for you. She starts, she starts talking about how great Jax is. Yeah. And, like, Charlotte doesn't care. Um, so, Valentine says to Charlotte, I need you to know the difference between right and wrong. Um, so he's telling her very some very explicitly, like, it's not your fault what happened or what you saw, but I need, I can't teach you right and wrong. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I should watch all the evil Valentine stuff so I have context for this redemption arc. Because right now I just like him. Because right. I, I didn't know, he never did anything evil that I saw. This also is one of their better attempts at a redemption arc. It's pretty solid. It, it, it really is. I mean, I'm on, they've had some shitty ones. I'm very on board to go along with it because I don't really know much that he did except he put... 
I guess throwing Ava off the roof is bad, but she like landed in the water and was fine. <laughs> so I'm like, I can like look past that. Welcome. I don't kn- you've you've reached the point of a soap fan where the characters you like, you'll let a lot of shit slide. You're like, well, I can I can deal with him throwing someone off a roof because she's fine and amazing. I'm so proud I'm, of you. I'm there. It's a milestone. Um, okay, and then this is a new dynamic for me too. That wasn't that interesting because they just talked about other people, but Jax leaves. Nina and Valentina and Charlotte goes down, takes Valentine's place at the bar with Alexis. Yeah. And is just like, stranger, way too long since, I, since I've reached out. So I'm like, I have no idea anymore. Have they been married? Are they siblings? <laughs> it could be anything at this point. Um, yes, they were technically married. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I was <laughs> totally, totally being facetious. Um, it, it was for... Some sort of scheme. They were not in love, although I think she had a crush on him. But they're kind of like best friends. Um, and then, hilariously, the those two actors had a bit of a Twitter, Instagram feud recently. Oh, so, right. But, but on the show, they're like best friends. Gotcha. Um, it was just, an, I could tell they were trying to like very quickly indicate they were friends by that. But then their whole conversation was like, Hey, I just talked to Valentine. Hey, I just talked to Valentine. What's up with that? I'm not really sure. And Jax is more clueless, and Alexis is like, well, he's considering abandoning his child. So just lots of talking about a third party mm-hmm. that neither of them are terribly connected with. Um, uh, okay, we're almost done. Finn and Chase. Um, Finn is so weird. <laughs> he's just like, I don't even know what this metaphor was, but he was like, you're more fired up than a hot fudge pump at an ice cream bar. And I was like, okay, Finn. Um, But he's like ripping this apart. Like, this story is dumb. The way you told it was dumb. You have a neon light on your face that says you're lying. Like, he's not fooled for like one second. Um, And he's like, just tell me why you're pushing Willow away because you're being really dumb. And I just love Finn so much. And then Chase, like, drops it. Well, he says, are you calling me a liar? And Finn's like, yes. And Chase is like, (laughs) okay, fine. Just fold it immediately. Yeah. So Chase is like, okay, I'll tell you if you promise to keep it between us. And Finn says, absolutely. And Chase is like, cool. Because Chase does not have Finn's lie detecting ability. (laughs) Because Finn is a liar. That was such a lie. Because it was too quick. He's like, I will absolutely keep this a secret. He, like... Loves him. He hates that he loves him. Yeah. And, and is going to go get him and so- him and Willow back together. The next scene, I promise. He absolutely is going to do something. So I, I really love that take on their dynamic that he absolutely hates that he loves Chase. Yes. Because he thinks he's dumb and he thinks he's a walking Valentine's Day card. It was That was so funny. And I absolutely love Finn. And I love that Chase has none of the lie detecting abilities in the family. Yeah. I don't, that was an amazing dynamic, and I want them together in every episode for the rest of time. Um, um, I think the only other thing of note is that uh, Cyrus Renault, because Sonny and Jason are going to wait for Cyrus to get comfortable and then take him out, and then Cyrus Renault and his henchman, who spoke, henchmen don't tend to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jason, we've talked, we've talked about this. 
And then Cyrus Renault said his goal is to get rid of Jason Morgan. Dun, dun, dun. I was like, why? His dark past? Is it the quarter main thing? Is it that he's just a good hitman? Well, he's like Sonny's enforcer, his right hand. I think they want to like weaken Sonny. I don't, unless more is revealed, I don't know that that was like about Jason as an individual. Although it's a soap, so you never know. The la- That's true. That's true. Um, so I don't really care about that. It just seemed to be of note in mm-hmm. setting up the next pivot, maybe. But um, this is I. This was an amazing episode. It was, it was pretty great. Super fun. Um, did um, you love it as much as I did? I I do. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought there was a lot of good stuff. I'm kind of with you on the Sunny Jason Cyrus scenes being a little meh. Um, but they have you know a lot to set up there. I guess. Um, I'm a little confused by the whole Sam, Christina, Molly dynamic in this episode, because... Oh, I barely, I took, I barely touched on them, because... Right. Nothing it, was, there was no new information. There was no new information, and I don't think it was very indicative of what their relationship has been. Like, I, if I had never seen the show before, I would not have thought that they were all, like, very close from those scenes. There seemed a lot of, like, a lot of friction. Yeah, it's, it, it was a little weird to me, and I'm not sure exactly what they're doing there. Because um, they've been, they've all been pretty close for a long time. And it, yeah, it just seemed unnecessarily, like, kind of combative. Like, Christina just seemed to be not quite lashing out, like, aggressively, but just kind of, like, Clearly Molly was hurting and upset, and she was just very flip um, about everything, so it was a little weird. Um, oh, I, so, this was kind of like a throwaway line in the Nina and Jack scene, but they were talking about Sasha and Michael, and Sasha, or Nina referred to Sasha as, like, this, you know, you know manipulative person, but Michael thinks she's this fallen angel that he has to, like, needs to, like, save and protect, and I just was very tickled because I'm going to make not an official, you know, in-universe reference, but the second reference in our, our show, um, a Harry Potter reference. Michael definitely does have a saving people thing. Oh, okay. He's had, um, I think a couple girlfriends die. He's had very unfortunate, ooh, very unfortunate luck, because actually three, if you count there was another one that he wasn't, like, an ex-girlfriend who then died, like, um, in various, like, tragic ways, and, um, he's definitely, because, because we've talked about, like, why we're, like, how or why we're, like, Michael and Nell together, and, and we've seen, not, like, I mean, she wasn't in this episode, but we've seen her kind of able to sort of twist things and play the victim, and I think Michael has such a big heart that he would absolutely, um, kind of fall into that. And I just was amused at the, at the Harry Potter quote that, like, popped into my brain as soon as she said that line. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, was there any, like, questions you had? Uh, you, we talked about, a little bit about Jax and Alexis, because you had a question about kind of their dynamic. Yeah. Did you have any other, like, questions or things that you wanted more no. information on? The, the two, um, the newer dynamics that I had, we had touched on but weren't super familiar was, um, um, Jackson and Alexis, you mentioned they were friends. Mm-hmm. Alexis and Valentine, we sort of mentioned they were related. Right. That was, those are both new seeing those dynamics on screen. Um, and then same thing with Chase and Finn, really, because yeah. it came up that they were brothers at the birthday party, but they didn't really interact very much. So it was relationships 
that I was aware of, but seeing for the first time. So that was, it was really fun. Um, I guess, favorite character, least favorite character? Yeah, go for it. Um, I think it's pretty clear who my favorite character is. Um, I just, I don't even want to say a whole new side of Finn. I'm seeing an, it just, he seems like a new character almost, and I love him so much. He's 100% my favorite part of this episode. Like, I've never gone back and rewatched any of the episodes we've watched, because I'm, I'm not a lunatic, but <laughs> I might go back and watch this one, because, like, it was, it was so funny watching him struggle internally with, like, I see you being self-destructive. You're so annoying about it. You're a bad liar on top of all this. It was so funny. Yeah, Willow and Michael were more convincing when they were piecing it all together than Chase was in this entire episode. 100%. Um, and, like, there's something, like, even, like, Willow and Michael don't want to believe it, but they, like, convince themselves, and Finn is just like, I know you. They have this, even though, maybe they've only known they've been brothers a short time, but, like, they seem to both dislike it, but they have this bond that's very interesting. Or maybe Finn is just a walking human lie detector. I have no idea. (laughs) Um... So yeah, Finn was amazing. Um, it's hard to pick a least favorite because I really liked Valentine. I really liked um, TJ. I liked TJ and Brando together in a part. <laughs> um, Sam. I liked Sam in threatening mode is pretty good. Um, I'm gonna say Jax is my least favorite because of what I said about making promises to children. Yeah, and just don't like, do that, Jax. Just good rule of thumb to avoid. Um, but that was really fun, and I want, I know I said I want Finn and Chase together in every episode, I, I'm gonna change my mind, I want Finn in every episode calling out everyone who's lying. Just constantly, constantly ripping them a new one. Yeah. Constantly. Good times. You can find Generally Not at a Hospital almost anywhere you listen to podcasts, and on Tumblr and Twitter, under the name GH Musings. Come say hi. The thing that surprised me the most was... When it cut to the hospital scene, I was like, oh, there's a hosp- there's an actual hospital in this, which sounds dumb, <laughs> but I'd never thought about what the title was for.